welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. At the time that I'm recording this, we're about halfway through the live cohort of my email marketing program, Easy Emails for Impact. And because this has been a deep dive in storytelling, on finding a way to love writing, on a way of doing it quicker, faster, and more effective than ever, this is on my mind. This past week, we had a class all about email metrics. And so that means that I've been doing a deep dive on data. So today's episode is really a result of everything that we've been working on in this live training. And you're going to hear me get fired up at the end. You're going to hear me talk about a different way to start writing that will captivate your audience and create action. There is one simple shift that I'm going to tell you about today that will change the way before like you do see a blinking cursor, before you hit pen to paper, however you're writing will change the way you write. Okay, it's a really simple shift and I would guess well over half of my writers out there, well over half of the people who are in charge of marketing, communications, any kind of selling, any kind of fundraising, are thinking of this in the opposite way. So I will teach you this trick, and it really came out of the past few weeks of classes that I had that that light bulb moment that you get, that magic moment, and I was like, I know what we're doing wrong, and here's how we're gonna flip it on its head. So you might have heard the idea of, you know, an ideal customer avatar, an ideal donor avatar, Really, who's your target audience? Who's your target client? Who's your target customer? Who would be a hell yes to buy your thing, make a donation, take action, do the thing, right? And oftentimes marketers will have you actually think about them. Like, what are their attributes? What do they look like? How old are they? What are their interests? And that can be really, really helpful. You might even have gone through an exercise where you give them a name, right? Um, do they have kids? Have they been to college? What what hobbies do they like? And that can be really helpful. It also can feel very far away. That's how it's often felt for me of like this fictitious person who I've never met before, um, who I assigned a random name to, can feel a little far away. What if instead you wrote your emails And let's specifically drill down to an email series, like an email marketing campaign series that had a start and a stop date that was multiple emails long that was for a particular launch. So that launch could be a fundraiser. That launch could be a program, a course like I do. It could be anything. It could be selling tickets to something, an event, right? Start and stop date. What if you wrote to your best and busiest client? What if you thought about them? Who that best and busiest client? And that was the person you thought about when you were crafting the emails, when you were writing the copy, and especially, especially when you decide how many emails to send. Because the biggest mistake, organizations, consultants, for-profits make 
is not writing enough emails and particularly solopreneurs, organizations, founders, we see this a lot, is they don't wanna bother people, they don't wanna annoy people, they don't want to bug people, they feel like, oh no, 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 I already emailed about it once, I'm good, they saw it, right? The whole premise with that is that you're writing to your grumpiest and worst prospective client or subscriber in mind, if you're thinking that. So what if instead, like take a moment and think about that person who's like, you're awesome. I love what you do. You really helped me. You make a profound impact. That person, like that person that believes in what you do, that person who has experienced some sort of result, transformation, something with you. What if you, this could be a donor, this could be a client, this could be um, any anyone who has experienced some sort of transformation, right? If you thought about that single person and really try and drill down to a person you know, right? And you said ahead of time, this is the key. All right, I know she's busy. She is busy. I know that she loves getting my emails because she, I'm going to decide she does, or maybe she has told you before, but I know she loves what I do. And I want to make sure she knows about this new offer. I want to make sure she knows about this new campaign, this thing. And I'm going to decide to send six emails. And this, from this date to this date, six emails will go by, go out. My best launches, my best email campaigns, and my clients, this is true for too, are ones where we decide ahead of time, before, way before the actual start date of the campaign, how many emails to send and to who, right? Because I promise you, if you're in the middle of the email campaign, you're going to be like, it's too much. I've sent too many emails. It's too much. I cannot send, I cannot bother them again. So you have to think about your best or busiest client first before you actually press go on the email campaign, decide how many you're gonna send. Let's say it's six emails. And I want you to think about what do they need to know and how often do I need to say it? And maybe what ways do I need to say it different, differently to them in the course of the campaign, okay? So if you knew that the person receiving your email was so busy they didn't, they didn't even open the first four, would you send a fifth? I would, to my best or busiest client, 100%. If I knew they were so busy that they opened emails one, two, and three, and then their toddler came in the room and swiped the phone right out of their hand, and they never actually read the email, right? Would I send them a fourth email? Hell yes, I would. So if you wrote to them with that in mind, I'm doing them a disservice by not sending this email. I'm doing them a disservice by not telling them that this thing exists that I think they should come to, or I think they should be a part of, or this program exists. And if without their support, I don't know if I can get to the other to the other side of the goal. It's it's on you, right? It's It's on you to invite them. And if you thought they didn't receive your invite, you'd send them another invite. Have you ever created like an evite to something or even like a text, whatever, and you didn't get an RSVP from somebody who is a very close friend or family member? Would you be like, I don't want to bug them. I, I, they already know about Christmas. So, you know, they already know about my birthday. No, you would just be like, well, they'd respond if they wanted to. No, you would be like, listen. 
You probably missed my email. You probably missed my text message. But we're doing my birthday dinner on this day at this time. I would love to see you there. Can you come? That's what a normal person would do to a friend or family member, right? And let's just take it to more of an extreme example. Let's say that you did text your best friend, you know, an invite two or three times and you you didn't hear back. I would 100% be like, she didn't see this. He didn't see this. I'm going to reach out, right? I'm going to make sure that they got it, right? And that's the same concept that you could apply to your email campaigns. And if you take a little nod from what's happening with the for-profits and take a nod to what's happening in the for-profits who are making millions and billions of dollars, what you'll see is they're already doing this. They're already doing this. How many emails does the gap send when they're having a big sale? How many emails do you receive from Crate and Barrel, right, when they're having a big sale? Whoever you're on their list for, right? Are they sending one email, you know, in December and one in, in January? No. And one right before Christmas? No. Think about all the e-commerce brands, all the fashion brands, and really anything e-commerce. You know, every Christmas, there's like a shipping cutoff for regular shipping, right? And it's like, if you don't place your order by this day, then you're going to have to pay extra for expedited shipping, right? Do they send one email about that? No. How many emails do I get? Multiple from the same brand saying, Christina, today, today is the last day or a few days from now, that's going to be it. And then you're going to have to upgrade your shipping. Do not wait, right? Because what are they thinking? They're thinking, I'm helping her out. And they are, because I hate paying extra for shipping, right? They're like, get in here. You don't want to pay $25 for shipping on a $20 purchase, right? That's going to feel annoying, right? That's going to add friction. That's going to make the entire experience not so fun. So they're doing me a service by reminding me. Instead of thinking, oh God, Christina is going to get annoyed. Crate and Barrel's like, oh, we don't want to send her another one. It's too many times. No, no. I think there's a direct correlation between the way that these businesses are run and their successful revenue. Like if you were gonna, if you were going to graph it, right? Email frequency and an upline, how often you send emails and your revenue. Those two things, those two metrics would follow the same line upwards, right? What if? Tomorrow, the Gap started saying, you know what? We're going to go to a monthly newsletter. That's it. What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen to their revenue? I, I have a guess. And I think you do too. So the first piece of this, like the first big takeaway is to decide, number one, to try this. Okay? Try and send more frequent emails. We're doing it inside my program, Easy Emails for Impact. If you're curious about it, come hang out. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash easy emails and you can catch that program. It is transformational. I'm so proud of the work that we're doing inside that program. So think about this. Start writing emails with your best or busiest client in mind or both, right? Like who is she? Who is he? What are they into? And think about that. You're not bugging them. A seventh email isn't bugging them. A twelfth, I know, a twelfth email isn't bugging them. Think about the emails you love to read. Do you read every single email from that particular thought leader, brand, business? I don't. Even the ones I love the most. Even the ones I'm most excited to hear about. I don't read line by line all of their emails, right? So 
if they send me two in a week, I'm like, great, I missed the first one. I'm in. What do you what did you want me to know about? Right. I'm not offended. If I ever want off the ride, I can get off the ride. I hit the unsubscribe button. The unsubscribe button is one of the most what's the word villainized, underutilized pieces that could really transform the way that you write and the way that you market and the revenue in your business. If you decided that it wasn't a problem for people to unsubscribe, if you decided that you were going to prioritize list building, so getting more people on your list, it probably wouldn't seem as scary when people unsubscribe. So let's drill down a little bit further. Let's think about what you're thinking, because one of the things I want to do on this podcast is give you thoughts to think on purpose, right? Because our brain offers us all sorts of garbage thoughts all the time, like they don't want to hear from me and oh God, I'm annoying them. And I already emailed them yesterday and everybody's going to unsubscribe, right? Like all the dooms, doom, doomsday thoughts. But if I'm thinking about my best customer, if I'm thinking about my best client, my best donor, I'm thinking instead completely different thoughts. If I'm thinking about her, I'm thinking she loves hearing from me. She's so busy. She missed my earlier email. I'm going to reach out again. I do not want her to miss this. Or maybe... He's here and he chose to be a part of this community. Don't forget that. Like anyone who's on your list, if you did it the right way, the legal way, they opted in, they raised their hand, they they signed up in some sort of form and said, I want to be part of this community. Let, well, guess what? It, let them be part of the community. Reach out to them. Talk to them. Tell them what's up. Or maybe I'm here to deepen our community and connection, Right. You can't do that, by the way, deepen your community and connection by sending a monthly email. Not well, at least. When I think about some of the the thought leaders, the organizations, the even consultants or coaches, if I'm on their email list right now and they email me once a month, guess what? They are not top of mind. They're not top of mind. And it's not a knock on them and the amazing work they do. It's just simply that I'm like, oh, yeah, am I on that list? Have you ever been on a list? By the way, this happens a lot with nonprofits. You make a gift, you get the thank you automated email, and then you hear from them again a year later, right? And you're like, who is this? Imagine somebody calling you and you're like, who is this? Huh? Right? Because they haven't even checked in. I already signed up. I said, I want to deepen my connection to you. I want to be part of your community. And you didn't, you didn't, do anything, right? You waited until the next year to send me an appeal. That was it. That's not enough. No, I want to get involved. I want to take more action, but I can't do that if you are not making the ask, landing in my inbox, telling cool stories. Now, do not take all of this to mean that Christina is saying, that I'm saying, write more emails that are just full, just overflowing with buy this, donate, you know, give, 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 action, action, action. That is not what I'm saying. Don't hammer people, right? That is not it. I'm saying you need to write more compelling, more captivating emails more often with your best client in mind, with that best person in mind, with your best donor in mind, the person who loves your stories. That's what I'm saying. And what I want you to stop doing is stop writing emails for the grump that might unsubscribe. There are those grumps. They exist. 
My favorite are the ones who are like, how do I get on this list? I'm like, I literally can look in my CRM and say, well, on June 12th, you filled out this form for this freebie and you clicked right here. That's how you got on the list, right? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I didn't, you know, that's how you got on here. And you get to get off this ride. If you don't want to be on the ride anymore, cool. Or if you want to, they might want to raise their hand and say, you know what? I want to only get your updates about this thing, this program, this offering. That's okay too. You can give people those options. When I started to do this, when I made this change in my own writing, a couple of things happened. The first thing that happened is it got a lot easier to write because I'm not thinking about the curmudgeon who's going to unsubscribe. I'm thinking about the person who's like, yes, thank you. Thank you for this. Or God, that's just what I needed to hear today. Or wow, I hadn't have thought of it that way. That's a really good thing. Or I just signed up, right? I, I'll get those replies sometimes. Yes, I just signed up. And I'm like, yes, I cannot wait to see you, right? Writing for those people. The next thing that'll happen is it's gonna be a lot more fun. It is a lot more fun to have the person in your head that you're imagining, smiling, opening the email on your phone than the person who's like eye-rolly and annoyed. And yet... We spend a lot of time thinking about the person who's eye-rolly and annoyed, right? Like, no. So think about this. My daughter, I guess technically is out of toddlerhood now, but think about having a, a toddler having a meltdown over something completely small and inconsequential, like you gave me a blue fork and I wanted the red fork. This has happened, right? So you can think about it as, do I want to give that oxygen? Oh no, I gave you the wrong fork. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's a different fork, which basically says to the toddler, hey, next time the wind blows and you don't get the colored fork you want or, you know, the straw you wanted in the right way with the right thing, you get to flip out about it and your mom's totally going to comply, right? And it's, that same mentality of like taking action and writing for the wrong result, okay? So stay with me here. If instead in that moment, I'm like, I just let her cry. She'll work through it. It's over in a few seconds. It's not a big deal. It's She can go get another fork if she needs to, whatever. But I'm not part of that. It's very similar to when the grump unsubscribes or when the person says, you write a lot of emails. You send too many emails. It's like, all right. Okay. I'm not I'm not spending a lot of time thinking how do I get you grumpy person to like me more? How do I get you toddler to know exactly what color fork you want in the future so this never happens again? Of course that doesn't work. Instead, I'm just going to move on. And with the grumpy unsubscriber, okay, they can do whatever they want, but I'm over here thinking about the people who signed up and want to be here who are my best, most perfect fit customers, donors, clients, the ones who want to hear the stories, the ones who reply, the ones who respond, the ones who show up and take action. That's what I'm thinking about, okay? That's where I'm spending my oxygen. Same thing, it's like instead of criticizing the toddler, oh, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that. What is so much more productive, and by the way, has taken a while for me to figure out, a couple parenting books later, is to say, in the future, when they are having a good behavior moment, to shout that out, to honor that. Hey, I loved the way that you 
handled not getting the, the, the red fork like you wanted. That was awesome. When they're not having a temper tantrum, give the thing oxygen that you want more of, right? The, the great behavior, the saying please and thank you, the whatever it is, right? Same thing. Focus on what you want more of, not what you want less of. Don't focus on the things that that come up in your business, that come up in your organizations that suck. Focus on the things that, that, that are the wins and right from that space, right from that space. It changes everything, okay? You start writing for the person that needs a nudge, wants to feel seen, wants a shout out. Like those people are in your community on your list right now, write for them. And you can literally shout them out. You literally can. Hey, I see you. You're on here. You're doing the work. Thank you, right? That changes everything. So before we wrap up, couple of things. The first is, would you please rate and review this podcast? Send me a screenshot of it. Enter our big giveaway. We're doing some Starbucks gift cards. We're going to have five winners. Several of my programs are part of the prize pack. Go to splendidatl.com forward slash giveaway for details, or just send me a screenshot of your review. You can send it to me on Instagram at Splendid Consulting, or just email it to me, whatever you prefer. Thank you, thank you so much for your support. It has meant the world to me. It is so fun hearing every single one of you from Atlanta, not from Atlanta, saying, I'm listening, I'm loving the podcast. Like it 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 it's it lights me up. It's so fun. So thank you. And if you have questions or are thinking about joining Easy Emails for Impact, my brand new course all about email marketing, all about channeling your inner thought leader, your inner writer, getting that person, that identity to come out and help you fundraise, help you sell, help your subscribers become part of your community in a regular way where when you make an offer, you launch a campaign, they're listening. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash easy emails to join that course. And I'll see you next time. You know how they say you should enjoy the journey, not just the destination. Have you ever wondered how do I crack the code to do that? I can help you do that. I can help you not only achieve your biggest, most daring goals, but the journey to get there. No more overwhelm, no more self-doubt. I want to invite you to book a call with me. Go to splendidatl.com forward slash book. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network? Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact-driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.